Well, hello there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Try Adulting. On this podcast, we learn, laugh, heal, and don't give a fuck by being unapologetically an adult. On this podcast, there are no stupid questions or judgment. We talk about a variety of adulting. We talk about life, money, sex, spirituality, food, healing ourselves, growth, and of course, all the monsters that live under our adulting beds. Because honestly, are we even doing adulting right? This sounds like the podcast for you. I encourage you to join me, your host, Jakara Davis, right here every week on Wednesdays at noon. And as always, mindset is everything. Let's try fucking adulting. Hello. <laughs> I did not know how to start this. Um, but today we're talking with a special guest. We're talking with Jen. Uh, I'm excited to have her on the podcast. I'm excited for her to share her knowledge in renal dietetics. And if you are a vegetarian, you should totally go ask her questions as well. Um, but I know Jen. Um, we went to school together. She's an amazing human being. Um, she's, she's just wonderful. <laughs> there's, there's so many things that I could say. Um, but I am very glad to have met this wonderful human being. I am grateful that she has agreed to come on the podcast. Um, so there are different things that come on the podcast as well that I want um, my audience to know about because the adulting world is big and vast. So this may is more of an informative um, type of podcast episode uh, with a guest. But if you have any questions or if you know someone that is going through dialysis, I hope this is very helpful to you. If you have questions, reach out to Jen. She is amazing. All of her information will be linked down in the show notes as well. And I just want to say, Jen, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day um, to come on to the podcast and just share about you and your life. And there is an interesting fact about starfruit. If you know someone or if you are on dialysis that you should not probably eat it and we discuss it here in the podcast. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Jen, thank you again so much for coming on. And you guys, if you have questions, don't forget to check out the show notes for all of her links. Okay. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast of Let's Try Adulting. Welcome to everyone that's listening as well. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So uh, to everyone that's listening, so Jen and I go back a little while, a little while, words, gosh, I get excited and then I mess up on the words, but um, Jen and I go back a little while. We, um, I guess we, we can we start there and then we'll talk a little bit about, about you, who you are and what you do exactly in the world of dietetics and the gloriousness. But um <laughs> Jen and I, uh, we had we went through the same new food and nutrition program. Jen has went a little further and is now a dietitian and has specializes in renal dietetics. Did I say, did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's okay. fine. Awesome. Um, but she's a lovely human being. I miss you so much. We live close. I miss you too. <laughs> we should definitely um, uh, go get coffee. It's okay. Uh, with the, the text too because I also forget to send like hit send uh, but yeah I would love to to meet up so this is awesome it's great to connect again um, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, your background and a little bit about what you do now 
Um, let's see. Uh, I started doing hair back in 1996 in high school. I went through their their whole uh, program that they had for um, vocational school. Um, and then somewhere along the line, I realized that, you know, hair is great, but as you get older, it's really, really painful <laughs> standing on your feet all day, doing all of these things. And uh, I just, I don't know, something about nutrition clicked and I, I just, I just loved it and, and wanted to, to follow through that, that path. There's a famous quote by Mark Twain and it's the, the, there's two important dates in your life, the day you were born and the day you find out why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like with that background, um, you know, nutrition and, and dealing with people is, has definitely been a great, uh, great opportunity, but I don't know what it was. I just decided that, hey, dietitian sounds great. So let's go on this path and uh, ended up in, in Martin, Tennessee and, and you know, University of Tennessee. And, and then that's when I got to meet your lovely face and had you <laughs> in so many of my classes. Um, yeah, so that's how that started. Um, came to Memphis to do my internship um, at the Memphis VA. Um, we fell in love with Memphis. We absolutely love this this great mosaic that is the people of, of Memphis and, you know, decided to lay roots and bought a house and did all that um, good thing. And um, with uh, dietetics, I, you know, got my, my uh, registered dietitian, whatever, and started working at a hospital and I had a friend who kept saying, hey, when you get that one year down, you know, come see me. And uh, she worked at a dialysis. She's one of the main people for the dialysis clinic here in uh, Memphis. And I was ready to move on to bigger and better things and ended up, you know, coming to a home therapy. So if there was a a section inside dietetics, which is already a small section, as you know, um, (laughs) and you have, you know, renal dietetics. And then on top of that, you have home therapies, which is a completely different, you know, when you think of dialysis, you think of, you know, people going to the center, being dialyzed and being sent home, but there's so much more to that. There's peritoneal dialysis and home hemo dialysis is what I I specialize in. So I have this great opportunity to work with these patients who actually um, do the dialysis themselves at home. Ah, I have not met anyone that does that. I always thought you feel well, it makes sense now, especially in the world of COVID. I bet that's very convenient to do it at home, but I think I would feel more comfortable <laughs> at home too doing that. But yeah, I and that's, I and that's a big thing for them to be comfortable. Yeah, uh, all of them. I mean, because they can do it after work, they can do it. I mean, there's so many aspects of renal uh dialysis that that it's it's just so interesting and I learn so much every day from from these patients you know they have an entire learning process and how to stick themselves and and do that so it's not just the hemodialysis which is what you're used to but they also have what's called peritoneal dialysis so they have um they they use this fluid that actually pulls the toxins out of their their uh body cavity that's filled with fluid and it's, it's kind of gross but it's super interesting all at the same time <laughs> I think I think your body is 
um, amazing. I, I, that's why I still like the, the side of nutrition, like, like how you can heal yourself and all the different types of like organs, like getting more into A&P, but overall, I think I'm done with dietetics. Yeah. <laughs> so low, I would still love learning about like the different types of foods and like, especially like trying new foods. Maybe that's overall why I went into it. I don't know. But um, it, it is a very fascinating world. Um, but can you walk me through like, what does a day-to-day, like a normal day-to-day look like to you? <sighs> well, every day is definitely different. Um, because I deal with home therapy patients, the first part of the the month is really getting their labs, and that's when I get to to spend my one on one time talking with them and finding out, um, you know, what I can do to help them. Because you know, just like in the hospital, when you get your your labs drawn, they look for very specific things um, that could be poison to the body, and so a lot of it can be controlled with diet. So that's my main goal is to um, help them really focus on things that, that they can change um, and in their diet and, and what we can do to, to make their, their life more comfortable more comfortable um, than we then I get to round with uh, some of the doctors that, that come through there and it's basically a checklist you know um, mm-hmm. okay you're doing this you're doing that and you know, but my, my favorite part is, is during labs and being able to talk to them because I did hair for so long. I have a knack um, mm-hmm. with people. I can read people. I can connect with people. And so um, it's been, it's been an incredible journey, like meeting these people and, and hanging out with them and they will call me and say, Hey, I need some information on this or, Hey, you know, does this have a lot of phosphorus in it? <laughs> um, so that's, that's pretty much much it getting their labs back and kind of being like where we can focus on um where we can focus on to to really get those those numbers down and into range where they need to be I like that you are very personal as well like that I think that's um like I'm, I'm drawn to people that's like very I guess in the word like friendly and like your energy is very bubbly and that's that's you you are very outgoing and people person and like years ago like that that totally scared me and now I'm like oh, yes, I'm out here and with all these people like but I was like oh I just stick with Jen like she's fine she's a good person I'm like really glad like you're still it took life. us a while a couple of classes before I'm like okay you're gonna talk to me my friend yes I know oh my gosh so <laughs> I like I say on like both of my podcasts like I was an introvert like I was an introvert like crying in class or with like the public speaking and things like not trying to tear up like Jen knows <laughs> there was a yeah I didn't really talk to a lot of people but thank you for pulling me out of my shell and yes you're gonna be my friend <laughs> you're gonna be my friend that's how I met my best friend too I'm like you're gonna be my friend like you have no option and like she thought I was weird but we're friends. <laughs> but thank you <laughs> really appreciate it um so um what are well I guess I'm not really sure how you go to a renal dietitian are you referred or is it just something like you just book an appointment I have no idea because I'm not I'm not there yet I'm, I'm not at that point so how does that work um well 
uh, a lot of the clinics, and you've probably heard of like Fresenius or Davida. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two major ones. And they, when you're referred, because you go to a nephrologist and they mm-hmm. determine whether you just have like an AKI, acute kidney injury, or if you have, you know, if if your kidney function is diminishing, then you're seeing a nephrologist on a on a regular basis. And then once it gets to that point where you have to um, start dialysis, that's when you're introduced to either home hemo or PD. And a lot of the, the companies are really pushing for home therapies because they want you to be able to do, do it at home and be comfortable doing it. Um, and it just frees up a lot of time for everyone. Um, so once you're referred to, you know, the, the clinic and you start your training and, and, and all of that, that's when you really meet with the, the dietitian and I tell you all of the wonderful things about what you're not supposed to eat and what you need <laughs> to limit and, you know, really just find a happy medium of things that are enjoyable that we can't eat all the time, but you can still incorporate into your diet. Just, you know, every, all foods fit, Sikira. Yeah. So what is, say, like for myself, for instance, I'm a healthy, happy person. I still eat a lot of junk food. But um, what are some things that I can do to maybe prevent myself having to go down that path to having dialysis? Well, the the two major things that are really, um, that that cause renal failure are diabetes and hypertension. Um, and they they run rampant in the communities in Memphis. Um, and so really limiting your salt intake, really knowing what your A1C is or what your, you know, if, if you're pre-diabetic, that's the sign to, you know, reel it back in, let's start getting into, you know, some healthier eating habits and the same with, with hypertension. Um, you know, if you're on medications, that, that's a good, good sign, indication that you could be on that path. I mean, we have some patients that are as young as 24 mm. that are on dialysis. Oh, so, so I should say that I, I'm not in that age range. Wow. Yeah. We are in that age range. <laughs> you are in that age range. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it's just all you really just make sure that you're, you're watching your, your sodium intake and really making sure that you go to your yearly checkup, know your numbers, know what that, that looks like in, in order to prevent it um, later on. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. As someone, I don't really go to the doctor as often, but I know my body so well and like how I feel, like when I get sick and stuff, like I still go to my yearly, but I would say overall, I have a very good understanding or synchronization of my body. I will say, I appreciate that about myself. So, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, throughout your journey of uh, like going to school and going to, um, gosh, I know this word, but I can't remember residency and then also with your master's and where you are now has there been any word of advice that you would give like your younger self or maybe someone else that is going along this journey um what would you share (laughs) you said now before that now you can sleep but what would you share in the time of the nonsense Uh, there's so much like (laughs) 
talk to a dietitian first before you decide mm. to go down this path and see if they <laughs> deem it, you know, yeah, worthy. Because um, again, it's it's getting so there's so much that you have to do to obtain this, you know, registration to have the RD behind your your name, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, I don't know. I would have probably have done it earlier in my life, like you know, with kids and, and family and pets and, and all of the things. Um, it was a lot of sleepless nights, um, even in undergrad, you know, we, we had a lot of assignments due and a lot of projects due. And then, you know, the, all of the extracurricular hours that we had for uh, the Student Dietetics Association, mm-hmm. um, all of that. I would just, you know, and enjoy your life while you you can and and definitely if you could do it before family and kids that would definitely probably save you you know a couple of gray hairs (laughs) (laughs) I I agree as well because the older I get it's more of like I don't know how I had so much time when I was younger and how I had like so much money because now I'm like I don't what what am I doing where was that blueprint why didn't I save that but it's, it gets a little harder, but also at the same time, it gets, I guess, funner is not a word. It gets more fun. I don't yeah. in a sense of the way it, it's, the journey is different for everyone. And especially like, I meet so many people like a day and like with different podcast interviews, like it's wild. Being an adult is crazy. No two adventures or journeys are alike. I have... I learned that at a very young age. Yeah. Everyone is different. Okay. I Um, will say though, um, if, you know, don't, if if you think that you have like a specialty that you're interested in, don't, don't rule out everything mm -hmm. and and just focus on that. Because when we were in school, it's like, there's no way blood freaks me out. That whole renal stuff. I don't feel like you have to do extra stuff for it. There's no way. And then now look at so mm-hmm. and I love it I absolutely love it so okay. don't rule everything out yeah try it try it and talk to uh, someone else that's in that field as well especially yes. see if you can um I don't I don't know if you felt this way but I hated shadowing people in like the eighth grade or like the 12th grade but really if you want to go into that field see if you can shadow someone or spend a day with them or just talk to them because it, it's so worth it you'll get an insight and you'll understand more of is this the thing I really want to do is this the thing I don't want to do or maybe you just want to change all in general yeah well and on top of that there you know it's not like a school that's saying yeah come here we have the greatest dietetics program ever and then realize that it's just a bunch of smoke being blown (laughs) (laughs) that's true too um so uh what changes do you see in your field or do you see um, yourself expanding into in the future maybe like in the next year five years ten years where do you see yourself and your career going um well as you know I'm a vegetarian have been Mm -hmm. for a really long time um so one of the aspects that that I love about my job is a lot of the nurses and the doctors and even some of the dietitians are really set in the that have that mindset of oh, you need more proteins, you need to eat more meat, and you need to do this, mm-hmm. and you need to do that. And, um, you know, being a plant-based person, that it's 
I, I have done so much research on plant-based and renal diets, and it's it's an incredible. Um, there, there, you're going to see a lot more plant-based renal uh, dietitians out there that are really, um, you know, because fruits and vegetables, it's, there's antioxidants. It's less inflammatory on the body or inflammation on the body. And as you, you know, a lot of meat and stuff, it it, mm-hmm. it causes more inflammation. So there's there's a lot of research going on, and anytime I can get my hands on a paper or talk <laughs> to somebody who's in there, you know, and I really try to incorporate that into um, into my practice and into my my clinic. And so I'm like, did you know? And so like I really try to share um, with the physicians and the nurses that you know what peanut butter is okay, beans are okay. We don't have to not do that because of what they consider like a high phosphorus content of, of food and that can build up in the blood and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, plant-based for sure, um, t- getting more people to get involved um, with that, especially in my, in my field. I was talking to, I talked to a lot of people today, but like specifically like my partner, like, cause I'm allergic to like um, peanut butter, eggs, like a lot of stuff. But I was telling him that when I was younger, there was not all these alternatives. So seeing where nutrition goes now and like interacting with people, it's, first of all, it's, it's amazing. It's good. Like I love almond butter. It's amazing. I do miss peanut butter, but almond butter is just <laughs> wonderful. But having all the different changes and seeing where nutrition is going now, it's just mind blowing to see like everything. It's like, you know, you can get, um, he's like, no, you're kidding. <laughs> you can get um, meat made out of plants. And he was like, no, but th- this was like a while ago, but I'm like, yeah, you can get some made out of peas. Never tried it personally. I would really like to, but I'm also slightly, I don't know, scared, but I know it's just taking that, that little leap because why not? There's nothing you should be scared of, especially food. Just try it. If you don't like it, then yeah. you don't like it. Um, but yeah, watching all the changes over these years has been amazing in the world of nutrition. So applaud. <laughs> Yay, it has. I, I will say to you, you know, when people are trying to go plant-based is don't, don't get it caught up in the, the buzzwords because everybody's like, you know, mm-hmm. plant-based protein, plant-based protein and, you know, 10 grams of protein. And, and I just saw yesterday or day before um, Kroger has the the kind uh oatmeal you know the kind bars mm-hmm. they're fabulous I love those um but they have the uh kind oatmeal and it's like plant-based 10 grams of protein and all of this great source of protein and I'm like looking at it and it's like those are just buzzwords because if you look at a regular pack of Quaker oat, oatmeal guess how many grams of protein there's it's insane <laughs> Okay, so I thought uh, I was the only one that does it. So you know how, like, um, what's for example, like potato potato chips, and it's like it's like gluten free, and I it it just makes me laugh so much. It's like, of course, there's no gluten in there. There's potatoes. There, <laughs> and I'm, like seeing that over the years, like pop up as well, has like given me so much like laughter. I, I find it hilarious. Um, it, it, it cracks me up. Yes. It really does. <laughs> yeah. It's the, and, and that's all it is. It, it, there's these buzzwords that, you know, like, oh, they're it's gluten-free. It must be good for me. Or, you know, it's, it's plant-based. Leather carrots, my friend. 
the airplane. Yes, yes. it was like that in the beginning, guys. It's it's okay. <laughs> I'm glad that's the only one. Okay. Um, so uh, as we wrap up the episode is, oh, I have one, one other question that I want to ask you, but I'll ask that at the end. But um, if someone wants to contact you or maybe they're in the Memphis area and they're like, Jen, I want to connect with you. Please tell me more. Um, where can they find you or connect with you? Um, sure. Um, let's see. Uh, my email is fine. It's jenniferblaylock901 at gmail.com. Okay. And then I'll also edit this part out, but is it okay if I put that in the show notes? And is it okay if I ask that? Yeah. I can edit it out. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'll just put um, like email Jen and then I'll just link it to your Gmail. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And last question. What does adulting <laughs> mean to you? Uh, adulting means to me that I get less sleep, have to share a bed with two dogs and a cat and a husband, and they still wake me up at 5 a.m. regardless if it's a weekday or a weekend. <laughs> that's that's I'm true, too. That's fine. I, my record right now is six, and I was not happy about it for the longest time, but now I'm like, I might as well just either lay here and, like, do my meditation aka not try to go back to sleep and think about things I want to do throughout the day or actually get up and like do stuff yeah uh, yeah early mornings are not not a fan but we're rolling with it because that's what yeah. I wake up just without an alarm <laughs> that's good though that is good I, I have you know the dogs they lick my face and they have to go to the bathroom. So yeah, it's like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't. No, nope, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, but thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to add before we sign off? Um, I don't think so. Okay. okay. Any for any anybody want information on plant based, you know, diet, renal or not? I'm I'm definitely available. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she gave uh, one of my friends really great resources as well. So. It, it was like fantastic. I was ready to go over it. I was like, oh, this is detailed. I'm going to keep yeah. this. <laughs> okay. but thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the, the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. I can get out of my car now. <laughs> you too. Talk to you soon. Okay. I'm pause. Okay. Yeah. That's the end. How do you, <laughs> how do you, how do you feel? Um, I feel good. I feel okay. Um, I guess I didn't like, you know, this was kind of like, I know it's casual conversation, but I feel like there might be questions on like, what do people on a renal diet eat? So why is it so different? Um, oh, well, I guess I should have clarified that a little more. Uh, um, talk about Because I'll be the person that edits, edits these if you want to, I'll ask the question if you want to talk about it real quick. Um, it's a few. I just don't want to leave any like space like what is the I mean they'll probably just google it anyway <laughs> but no no because uh, it's, it's your expertise I'll ask okay if you okay. don't mind okay <clears throat> okay so Jen um what is the difference between like a regular normal I would say western American diet because that's where we are uh compared to a typical renal diet like what are some of the differences um the, the biggest difference is the amount of protein 
they need in their their diet. So most Americans or most people just need 0.8, you know, grams of protein per kilogram of, of body weight. But um, patients on dialysis, because it takes a lot out of them, they need 1.2 grams. So they need a significant amount more uh, of protein um, in their diet. Some of the things that we really concentrate on are calcium, uh, phosphorus, potassium. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if there's too much of it in, in the, the blood, it can really do a lot of cardiovascular damage to them. And um, so it's really important to really make sure that we're finding that, that balance in food. And, and some, some of those you can have, uh, there's medications called a phosphate binder that you can actually mm -hmm. take with your food that takes some of the, the phosphorus out, but um, really concentrating on what you eat and, and, you know, everything has phosphorus in it, but a lot of processed foods have excess phosphorus in it. So um, just really concentrating on lowering those down. Never eating star fruit because that will kill you. Oh, I didn't know that. Star fruit is yeah. so tasty though. It is so tasty, but if you're mm. on a dialysis, it will kill you. It has that much phosphorus in it. Oh my uh, God. It's not the phosphorus. It's just, there's some kind of genetic thing happening oh, with star fruit okay. that if you eat it, it will, you'll die. Oh, valuable information there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then I have one follow-up question. So with a renal diet, since you are, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a vegan, vegetarian. Vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you are a vegetarian, what are some things that you could eat if you're on uh, dialysis so that you can boost your, uh, your protein that won't kill you like the star fruit? <laughs> Um, there's, there's a lot. And I, I go through the, you know, the protein bar section and there's some really great, uh, really great protein bars, but, um, you ever eat the Barilla pasta in the blue box? Mm -hmm. They have one in the yellow box. It's called, uh, plus protein. It's got 10 grams of protein per three ounce serving. Um, so that's a really great way, um, to do it. But like broccoli has protein in it. Brussels sprouts, flax seeds, um, let's see beans, nuts, peanut butter, you stay away from peanut butter, but peanut butter. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's most tofu. Tofu is a great like you know, source of, of protein. So um, there's a lot of things that you can incorporate. Side note that a lot of the patients that are struggling with their albumin, it's, I know that's what we look for is the albumin levels, mm -hmm. with their albumin being raised for the, the, the amount of protein that they have, um, eat a considerable amount of meat, but it also brings mm -hmm. the phosphorus up. We have two almost vegan patients in my clinic and their albumins are beautiful. They are perfect <laughs> and they're, you know, and it's because they eat a lot of the beans and the lentils and, and the nuts and, and things like that. So um, just eating a combination of your, your fruits and vegetables will give you a, an adequate amount of, of protein in there. But, you know, beans and nuts, mm -hmm. staples.
Hey there, thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you have loved it, can you do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it with me on your Instagram stories and tag me at Jacarit Davis. I would love to know what is your best and biggest takeaway from this podcast episode and how much that you have loved it. All the links mentioned in this podcast episode are linked down in the show notes. Again, my name is Ja'Kara Davis, and I will see you here next time on the podcast.